It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Let's all stand. Let's sing a song together. Sometimes hallelujah. Sometimes praise the Lord. Sometimes gently singing our hearts in
sometimes hallelujah, sometimes praise the Lord, amen. Let's sing this song together. He looked beyond my faults and saw my needs. Amazing grace shall always be my song of praise, for it was grace that bought my liberty.
right here um, there's a lot of traveling this morning I think Brother Mark's out on vacation obviously but uh, some of the youth I think they traveled up to Ohio we want to keep them in our prayers the roads are dangerous you know so let's just keep them before the Lord as they travel I remember Brother Jacob he's had respiratory uh, trouble with bronchitis I think uh, Sister Elizabeth and Jessica also are suffering with the same thing we keep them in our prayers I want to continue to remember uh, Sister Veronica and Brother Ron. You know, they're still fighting their battles. Brother Jewel, I think uh, Brother Jewel went into rehab, I think, as of yesterday. So we want to keep him in our prayers. You know, they depend on us. You know, when you was down, you depended on the prayers of the saints. So let's keep them up before the Lord. We also want to remember Kaylee. I think she's had a bout with uh, some dehydration. So let's, let's pray for her. Kobe took her in this morning to have some... Um, fluids put in her, so let's just keep her in our prayers. Amen. I think Sister uh, Shirley put in an urgent prayer request for a friend. She needs a miracle for the life, for the for her life. Amen. Let's see, we got another one here. That's good. Yes, I got all of them. We got a bunch of needs this morning. Oh yes, uh, Brother Jesse, tomorrow's got a have surgery on his eye to put a stent in for the fluid Want to call, uh, that won't cause him, pray that it won't cause him to go blind. Amen. 
and that's the danger. You start messing with the eyes. Those, that's the gateway to the heart, amen? Let's have some prayer. Brother Brother, uh, Brother Eber, why don't you come pray for us? Come pray while there's a request. Never know who I'm going to pick to pray, amen? Be ready. Padre, bueno, te damos muchas gracias porque tú eres bueno y nos corona de favor y misericordia, Señor. Estamos aquí, Señor, presente, pidiendo por las necesidades, cada petición, cada mano alzada, Señor. Tú la conoces, Señor. Pedimos que tú respondas, Señor, que tú obres, Padre. Te necesitamos tanto. Gracias te damos por estar en tu casa, casa de oración, puerta del cielo, Señor. Muchas gracias, Padre. Te damos, pedimos por cada petición, cada hermano, cada necesidad, Señor. Muchas gracias, te damos, Padre, bendice el culto, el servicio, manifiéstate una de una presencia especial, Señor, que te sentamos, Señor, y podamos tener nuestro corazón agradable a ti, Señor. En el nombre de Jesús, amén. You might not know what he said, but God knows, amen. Let's pray. Let's sing a song. When he was on the cross, I was on his mind. I'm not on an ego trip. I'm nothing on my own. I've made mistakes and often slipped. I'm just common flesh and bone. But I'll prove someday.
Change my heart, oh God. Is that what you want this morning? Make it ever true. Change my heart, oh God. May I be like you. Let's sing it again. this morning, so y'all gonna have to play your drums. Amen. Where do I go when there's no one else to turn to? Who do I talk to? Stop. 
only shelter and your only friend that will stick with you. Amen. If we'd have the brothers come lift the offering. You give, you can have your seat. If you don't give, you can't. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Do you know the master of the wind? Yes, Lord. The winds come yesterday and they look pretty rough. But I knew the master, so I knew I was going to come out. Amen. Amen. Listen to the words of this song. As Sister, uh, Sister Ashley gets ready to come sing. My boat of life sails on a troubled sea. If ever there's a wind in my sail. But I have a friend who watches over me. When the breeze turns into a gale. I know you know this. Let's hear you sing it.
Is in the Lord. Is in the Lord. Forever. What a hope we have this morning. I greet you in the wonderful name of our Lord Jesus Christ. A very good morning to you. What a blessing to be in the house of the Lord. David said, I was glad when they said unto me, Let us go in the house of the Lord. You know, Paul says, if only in this life we have hope, we have all of all men most miserable. But praise God, we have a blessed hope in the Lord Jesus Christ today to know that when all else fails, that Jesus never fails. How many remember the old spiritual songs we used to sing? Jesus never fails. Do you believe that? Man will fail you. Church will fail you. Systems are going to fall, but praise God, we have received the kingdom, which cannot be moved. Praise the Lord Jesus. If the brethren will come this morning, uh, we thank the Lord for uh, the opportunity to give to the Lord, and we just praise Him and worship Him. Let's sing a little song, if you got something. Amen. I know you got something on your mind. <laughs> we appreciate Brother Matt this morning. Amen. Let's sing. I'm amazed oh, that, that you love me. I'm amazed how you came through your precious, through your precious love. I found. I'm amazed that you love me. Ooh, I'm, I'm amazed, amazed that you love me. I'm amazed. I can. Yes, I do. Praise God. We certainly appreciate our musicians, our worship leader this morning. 
and happy to be back in the house of the Lord with you. Let's remember our meetings uh, next weekend, Saturday and Sunday at 6 and at uh, 11 on uh, Sunday morning. We're just looking for a grand time around the fellowship of the Lord. So we're not waiting until next weekend to have revival. We are the revival. Where's the Welsh revival? You're looking at it. We don't, we, we, the Holy Spirit is in the bride. You believe that? The revival starts with you. It's not a location. It's not a geography. It starts with us uh, this morning. So we welcome you in the house of the Lord. Do you love him? You appreciate the Lord. Uh, I have been preaching uh, a lot on the, uh, on the thunders here at the church on Sunday. So I, I decide this morning after really praying just to sort of drop back just a little bit and just to talk to you a little bit where you're at, where you live. Because we are still in this body, in this flesh. We, we spoke last weekend uh, on the creation restored. And if you don't realize what I was saying, it's actually some of those thunders that was revealed. And I was bringing forth the revelation of that. But I just want to speak to you today from my heart. How many believes in prayer? And that you know that God answered prayer. God answers prayer. Do you believe that? You've got to know that. I want to speak to you on that. God answers prayer above all that we ask or think. God doesn't just answer prayer. He goes above and he answers above what we ask or we think. Because you see, there's times that when we're praying, we're not like God that can see beyond where we're asking. So God answers beyond that point. And all that we can see is what we ask God for, but He has promised to answer above and beyond all that we ever ask or think. You'll believe it. In the book of Ephesians, if you'll go there with me quickly. Welcome all of you in the presence of the Lord Jesus. Ephesians chapter 3. And I'd like to look at verse 20. Watch us now. But unto him, everybody say it, unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly Above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. Unto whom? Unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. So, you know, we pray a certain prayer, but God knows greater than we can ever imagine. We can only see so far as humans, but God looks above that. He climbs higher than our prayers. Aren't you glad about it? Unto him who's able to go higher above everything that we ever ask or think in our lives. In the Amplified Version of the Bible, I love this. This is beautiful. It says, now to him who is able to carry out his promise, his purpose, and do 
super abundantly above than all that we dare ask or think infinitely beyond our greatest prayers, hopes, or dreams according to His power that is at work within us. Isn't that beautiful? I love that. I love that so much. Now unto him who is able to carry out his purpose. Who is doing it? God. Super abundantly. More than all that we dare ask or think. Infinitely beyond our greatest prayer, hopes, or dreams. According to the power that is at work within us. The NIV puts it this way. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. Isn't that beautiful? Immeasurably beyond. When we fail to know how to pray, he knows how to pray. We are to pray, but God knows how to take over our prayer. You see, the kind of prayer that I believe in is when we get so lost in the presence of God that he takes over our mouths and begin to pray prayer that uh, the Spirit begin to give unctions and groanings beyond our imagination, immeasurably, beyond everything that we ever ask or think. The Spirit takes over. Do you love that? I'm not just saying saying a prayer, but pray until you get so consumed into an atmosphere to where God takes over our mind and our spirits. And we begin to speak into another world something that is going on. Do you believe that? You believe God is able to? You believe God answers prayer? He's a prayer answering God. It angered God when we are not asking Him. It makes God, we embarrass God by not asking Him. We insult God by not asking and praying to Him. Because He is the greatest resource that we can ever have. He is the greatest uh, uh, resource and everything that we ever desire. He owns everything and have everything in His control. You believe that? Let's. Have a word of prayer. If you got a need, just lift your hands up before God. I want to pray with you. Lord Jesus, how we love you this morning. And we thank you for your amazing grace. We thank you for your love, for the gathering here in the house of God this morning. And we pray that you'll just have your way in this service, Father. You see the hands that were lifted. We pray, Father, that you'll meet every need. You touch every heart, every mind, every soul. The request behind each hand. Thou knowest all about them, the domestic problems, maybe family conflicts. They might be financial matters. There might be ailments in our bodies. We are a needy people, Lord God. So we reach out to you in faith. We pray that you'll speak to us now in Jesus' name. And the church says, Amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated this morning. There used to be an old song that we sang many years ago by Charles G. Hey, yes. And it goes like this. Jesus will work it out. Jesus can work it out. Jesus can work it out. It says Jesus can work it out. Jesus can work it out. That problem that I had just couldn't seem to solve. I tried and I tried. 
just got deeper involved. So I turned it over to Jesus. I stopped worrying about it. I gave it over to Jesus. He worked it out. Jesus worked it out. If you just let him, Jesus worked it out. Yes, Jesus can work it out. You believe it? Jesus can work it out. That pain that would not move had me praying in the upper room. That burden that I bore had me wondering how much more. So I give it over to Jesus. I stopped worrying about it. I gave it over to the Lord and he worked it out. You believe that? That habit that I had, I just couldn't seem to break. I prayed and I prayed. Uh, don't let it be too late. I give it over to Jesus. I stopped worrying about it. I give it over to the Lord. He worked it out. I've got to let you know problems time uh, ago, a long time ago. From a long time ago, God's been good to me. Everybody can see he's never let me down. He's always around. He never let me down. He's always around. Abraham had a son. Isaac was the only one. Led him to a mountain high. Boy, getting ready to die. Abraham said no word, but from heaven he heard, Abraham, 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 Abraham. There you'll see a ram. Didn't he? Didn't he work it out? Didn't he? Didn't he work it out? Come on, church. He knows how to work it out. Job was sick along, and uh, Job was sick so long, I'd come along. Flesh fell from his bone. Wife, cows, and children. Everything he had was gone. Wife come running to him. Devil all in her eyes. Curse her God and die. Job looked at the woman. Looked up to the sky. Woman, you sound foolish. Don't sound like my wife. I don't have no doubts. God's going to work it out. God's going to work it out. Oh, yes, he will. He can work it out. I read it in God's word that he can do exceedingly, abundantly above all that you ask. Uh, so free. And whenever you're standing in the need of prayer, God can work it out. Oh, yes, he can. Yes, he can work it out. Come on now. Don't let me start a song service all over again. Jesus can work it out. Everybody say, work it out. Jesus can work it out. Oh, yes, he can. He can work it out. You believe it? He knows how to work it out. In a master's teaching on Moses, Brother Brad made this statement. He said, does God answer prayers? Yes, yeah. Does he answer real quick? Not all the time. Does he know? Sometimes he makes us wait. Is that right? Yes. But God answers prayer, doesn't he? And just because everything is going wrong, that's no sign we should quit praying. We just pray on anyhow, don't we? That's right. Now, you understand right. God answers prayer. Let's all say it together. God answers 
prayer, yes, no matter what the circumstances are, he answers anyhow. Is that right? Let's say it again. God answers prayer. You believe it? Because he can work it out. I don't care what it is. He knows how to work it out. Friends, you need to give it to Jesus because he can work it out this morning. In another message, modern events made clear by prophecy. The prophet said, God answers prayer morning, night, noontime, midnight, or any time. Come on, read it with me. God answers prayers morning, night, noontime, midtime, midnight, or any time. Do you believe it? Go ahead and give the Lord a good round of applause. So when does God answer prayer? Anytime. It doesn't have to be a specific time. God answers prayer anytime. You need to notify Satan that God is working right now on your prayer. And it doesn't matter whatever time it is. God is working on your prayer now. You believe it? Midnight, morning, noontime, midnight, or any time. Because let's say together again, God answers prayers. Oh, I love it. Now, God answers prayer and continually give much more than we ask for. Often, Things we wouldn't think to request that God know that we don't even know about. How many times have you prayed and you can't seem to find the word to express what is going on in your lives? You can't find vocabulary to communicate these feelings to Almighty God in the church or in your prayers. You seem somehow to struggle for the language. But aren't you glad that He's a God of all language? He can speak Spanish, French, Chinese. He can speak every language. He can talk to every one of us in whatever forms we desire. He can speak Swahili, French. He can speak every language there is under the earth because he has given man the language to communicate with him. Therefore, he knows beyond our vocabularies what we're trying to express to him. The fact is built as we will see through history, unprecedented after precedent, uh, and also in uh, modern day, that God answers prayer in every aspect, in every way. God answers prayer in the Bible, in the middle of the Bible, at the end of the Bible, at the back side of the Bible, 
in the ages beyond us and also presently. He's a God that is not only of the yesteryear, but of today. He's a God of the present time. What am I trying to tell you? Pray like you've never prayed before. Pray to Almighty God. Now we understand that God answered prayer uh, in the day of uh, in the days of Hosea. We see that in chapter 14 that Hosea prophesied uh, to Israel, and he said, uh, "You're backsliding, and you're backslidden, but you're still God's people." Now return to the Lord and pray. In Hosea 14 and 2, he said, Take with your words and say unto him, Take away all iniquity and receive us graciously. You see, here is, here is the prophet now uh, speaking. Hosea prophesied to Israel. As Israel now was in a backslidden condition, God, Hosea was uh, now encouraging the Israelites that you can return to God. And he said, take words, say unto him, take away all iniquity and receive us uh, uh, graciously. Now I want you to notice that their prayer was simple. All Israel asked God to do was to take away their sin and to receive them graciously. See, God isn't looking for some long terminologies that we can try to use to impress Him. All God is looking for is a simple prayer from our lips. In circumstances and situations that we can't understand, all God is looking for is a simple prayer. So here they made a prayer and said, Take away all iniquity and receive us graciously. The simple prayer that was made by Israel that uh, uh, to Almighty God was, was profound to God. It was short. It was simple. There were not many sentences to this prayer. Very simple and to the point. Take away our iniquity. Oh God and receive us graciously. Lord, have mercy. Cleanse us. Receive us back into your grace. Yet God not only forgive their iniquity. He did not only cleanse them and receive them back graciously. He also added blessings beyond imagination. I want you to notice now. Amen. God goes beyond our prayer. God answers prayers above all that we ask or we think. If you may, brother, just a little bit on a monitor, please. In Hosea 14 and verses 4, I want you to notice. Listen, he said, I will heal their backsliding. I will love them freely. For my anger is turned away from him. And I will be as the dew upon Israel. And he shall grow as the lily. And cast forth his fruits as Lebanon. 
His branches shall spread. His beauty shall be as the olive tree. And his smell as Lebanon. And they that dwell under his shadow shall return. And they shall revive as the corn. And grow as the vine. The scent thereof shall be as the wine of Lebanon. God answers prayer. And all that Israel did was ask God to heal their iniquity. And I want you to notice, compare what Israel was praying and what God was returning. Almost an old, an old chapter of what God now just said that he will do for Israel. I will heal their backsliding. I will love them freely. My anger is turned away from them. I will be as the dew upon Israel and shall revive as the corn and grow as the vine. And you shall be as the scent of the wine of Lebanon. How beautiful God is. Just one simple prayer, amen, from a saint of God, and God loves that. All they had to do was say, God, I am being transparent with you, and I ask you to heal my iniquity. And that very sentence moved God into overflow. And God went above and beyond what Israel had even asked for. Isn't that beautiful? Now, would you understand that the dew of heaven is the presence of the Lord? And up to this point, uh, there had been drought. If you understand the setting, everything was drying because God's favor had been taken away. But now, because uh, of true repentance uh, and a heartfelt prayer, God said he would cause life uh, to spring up on all sides. Oh, praise God. You know, sometimes the devil likes to silence us by saying that prayer doesn't work. Prayer is too simple. If you're praying, then you're shallow. If you're talking about prayer, then we should be further up the road. But you understand, it is one of the greatest revelations that the church needs in this hour. is to pray to Almighty God. You believe that? There's a lot of things that the devil can do to you. He can steal your joy. He can take your happiness. He can, uh, he can rack your bodies with pain. He can confuse your minds. He can do a lot of things and steal a lot of things from you. But the only thing he cannot take from you is your prayer life. That is a choice. That is a choice. You make that choice before Almighty God. To know that God hears and answers prayer. You believe that? Understand now that not only, not only would he uh, forgive but revive as well. He's speaking there to Israel. He said they would grow, become a well-rooted, spread out, uh, and thrive. All Israel had to do is say, God, forgive me of my iniquity. And because of this, God added to it and say, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll make you to grow. I'll make you to become rooted. I'll make you to spread out. And I'll make you to thrive. And all you've got to do is just ask me. Come on, church. He's able to do what? Exceedingly and abundantly, immeasurably, above all that we ever ask or think. There's a revelation here that is missing. 
there's a revelation here that's missing in individuals' life that God wants us uh, uh, to catch this morning. You believe that? Amen. All they asked for was mercy, forgiveness, and acceptance. But instead, God opened the windows of heaven and poured them out blessings they dare not even hope for. They did not even realize uh, all these things were missing in their lives. They didn't realize that they weren't rooted. They weren't spreading out. They weren't growing in spiritual growth in God. They didn't realize they were out of stagnancy in their walk with God. But when they pray, God began to move. When they pray, God revived everything that surrounded their lives. Do you see it? God answered their prayer and went above all that they ask or think. Do you believe it? In the message, believe us thou this. Uh, Brother Brian made a statement. He said, but it's just in the darkest of hour when Jesus comes. When God always answers. Don't you love it? When God always answers. It's in the darkest of moments. It's in that time of the of the session. It's at that breaking moments that God answers. I love it. You believe it? Let's say together: God answers prayer. God answers prayers. Don't let the devil silence your prayer. Satan will come to you with logistics and statistics. You prayed here, you prayed there, you prayed, nothing happened. Keep praying. Because someday your prayer will reach that point to where God ignites that prayer. You believe it? I want you to notice, let's go a little further. In the days of King Solomon... The Bible will tell us that he prayed and God answered above all that he ever asked or think or ever, ever imagine. Get your Bibles out, 1 Kings 3 and 9. It says, give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people that I may discern between good and bad for who is able to judge this so great a people. What a prayer. Brother Greg, what a classic prayer. I pray those prayers. God, give me wisdom, oh God. Give me an understanding heart. Give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people that I might discern between good and bad. We need the spirits of discernment in our midst. You believe it? Solomon prayed, Lord, all I want is wisdom to know how to handle your people. It was a simple, direct request, but God answered Solomon's prayer in an incredible way. I want you to notice this man asked a very unselfish prayer. Look now in verses 11 and 12 of 1 Kings. Uh, you will see chapter 3. And God said unto him, Because thou ask this thing, and hast not asked for thyself long life, neither hast asked riches for thyself, nor ask 
at the life of thine enemies, but has asked for thyself understanding to discern judgment. Behold, I have done according to thy words. Lo, I have given thee a wise and understanding heart, that there was none like thee before and be, before thee, neither after thee shall any rise like unto thee. That's God's word. I love this. Here God answered this unselfish prayer. Solomon asked only for an understanding heart of discernments. But God not only gave him the heart he asked for. He also promised to make him wiser than anyone else in the history of mankind. Think about this. Hallelujah. This man was just asking for the discernment to discern the people that was before him. And God turned around and said, you know what? Solomon, because that you prayed, I'm going to give you much, 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 much more than you even prayed for. I'm going to make you the wisest man there was in all of history of humanity. Yet, God didn't stop there. He told Solomon in verse 13 and 14 quickly. He said, and I have also given thee that which thou hast not asked. Watch this. God can actually give you things you never asked him for. But you've got to initiate it. You've got to initiate it by the prayer of your heart. You've got to put your words in the right direction. Are you with me now? It says it right there. I have also given thee that which thou hast not asked. Isn't that a wonderful God we serve? That God gives us things we don't even ask him for. Hallelujah. How many of you suddenly, you got a blessing from God and you realize, well, where did this come from? I never even asked for it. But God, the one time you did pray, God saw at a certain time, God time travel and catch up with your needs and deliver to you what you have need of. You believe it? I love that. That's profound. And I've also given thee that which thou hast not asked. Hallelujah. You believe that God answers prayer? But God also answers prayer of what you don't even ask for, but riches and honor, so there shall not be any among the kings like unto thee all thy days. And if thou wilt walk in my ways to keep my statutes and my commandments as thy father David did, then I will lengthen thy day. What a loaded blessing that God gave upon Solomon. Simply because this man realized there was only one king. Hallelujah. And that he wasn't that king. That Lord Jesus Christ was that king. He realized that there was only one king over humanity. And that was God. Even though he did not have the revelation of the name of Jesus. He prayed to God. And he said, God, that you would give me an understanding heart. A wise heart. What an incredible response that God gave here to Solomon. God added to Solomon's wisdom, blessing, honor, riches, such as no other man had ever received upon the earth. Not only was Solomon one of the uh, uh, wisest men there was, 
in history, it has been proven he was one of the most wealthiest men that was ever and ever existed uh, in this life. And some of you may dare to differ with that. And there are many names that we have today. But when you compare the wealth that God had given Solomon, it's beyond anything you can talk about that we have in Laosia. God just loaded this man with incredible response. He came to him in such a powerful way. It may have shocked Solomon. And he prayed such a wonderful prayer. God answered prayer. You believe that? He always does. On top of that, he gave him prolonged life. He said, I will lengthen thy days. Now, Solomon never asked God for the length of days. He never asked God for wealth and riches. And to be the, the man ranking in the highest level of wisdom. But God says, you know what? I know what you have need of, so I'm going to give it to you. You see, God knew that Solomon would take what he had and give it back to God. He knew that when he blessed Solomon in such a, a magnificent, incredible way, that Solomon will store this up for his son that will come. And in the days ahead, hallelujah, God will do great thing in Israel. You believe that? God is a wonderful God, isn't he? God not only answered Solomon's prayer, but went above all that he ever asked or think. You cannot, the, the scripture I read there, innumerable, imaginable things that God can do in our lives. Our minds cannot comprehend what God can do by the power of our prayers. You believe it? The prophet made a statement hearing him. He said, get the fear away. Don't be scared that God's not going to answer prayer. God always answers prayer. Believe that. The work's already finished. He's obligated. He must do it. He's got to do it to keep his word. You believe that? God knows just exactly where and how to answer prayer. When I, when I read this this week, I'm going through uh, the New Testament now, and I read this, this scripture just struck them into my spirits. And I thought, oh, what a wonderful God that we serve Lord Jesus, forgive your servant for being so foolish that there's times I don't even know how to pray, but all you're asking me to do is pray how you know to pray. Amen. You believe that? Amen. Just pray how you know to pray. Sometimes it's one word. It's two words. Other times it's a song. It's a groaning. It's a hardship. It's some child you're going through. But God is setting you in position to initiate an overflow of heaven. You believe it? Let's go further now. When Israel was in distress over their enemy, the Amorites, I want you to notice that they prayed. In Judges chapter 10 and verse 9, the Bible says, Moreover, the children of Ammon passed over Jordan to fight so that Israel was sore afraid. Understand that Ammon had been used by God to correct Israel's sin. And you know, sometimes God will allow circumstances and things in our lives to happen so that he can correct us. 
correct our mindset, correct our thinking, correct our habits, correct our ways. And in the scripture, we notice now that uh, that Haman has been uh, that the tribe here had been used to uh, to bring Israel into a state of uh, of distress, complexity, fear, and anxiety, and grip the Israelites. And now the armies were marching towards Israel. Understand that God's people were complex and downcast, and they began to confess their sins. I want you to watch this parallel with our lives. There's times that God will allow circumstances to arise in our walk with Him, to squeeze us in a position that we can pray to Him. Look at Judges 15 now, 10, 15. And the Bible tells us that the children of Israel said unto the Lord, we have sinned. Do thou unto us whatsoever seemeth good unto thee. Deliver us only, we pray thee, this day. You see, they were so haunted by their sin, they couldn't conceive of asking God for anything more than just to spare their lives. Listen, friends, God brings us in these places in our lives. Don't let us be defeated or overrun by our enemies. They prayed for a single victory. But God has something much, much more in mind. He went above what they asked or even think in a mighty way. Look at the scripture with me. Not only did Israel get protection, they got the upper hand and they totally subdued the Ammonites. Look at verses 32 and verses 33. So Jephthah passed over unto the churn of Ammon to fight against them. And the Lord delivered them into uh, his hands. And he smote them from Ariel even, on, uh, even till thou come to Minnet. Even twenty cities. Thus the children of Ammon was subdued before the children of Israel. Watch now, not only did God deliver Israel, he also gave them the courage and direction to defeat the Ammonites. All they prayed for was deliverance. And God went above and beyond everything that they were asked God to do. Notice he said, they said to him, do that unto us. And whatsoever seemed good unto thee, deliver us only, we pray thee, this day. They prayed just for one time deliverance. And God moved in and above their one time prayer to every day in their lives. They prayed a prayer just for one day. And God said, I'm going to give you victory every day in your lives. Sometimes we cried in our addictions and our depravity. Oh, God, deliver me today. But yet God moves beyond all of that and says, not only today I'm going to give you deliverance, but every day of your life you will subdue your enemies. You believe it? He said, unto thee, deliver us. We pray thee this day. Isn't the God that we serve a wonderful God? 
And notice there it says, And thus the children of Ammon were subdued before the children of Israel. They defeated. They subdued them from that time on, the Bible says. And they were uh, never troubled by them again. They had total victory. How many times you just ask God, Lord, help me to overcome this thing today. Help me, Lord, to overcome this temper. Help me to overcome this habit. And we're praying just at where we're at. But praise God, when God answers, he goes beyond today into tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day. And his grace keeps coming to us because God answers prayer above what we ask or think. Aren't you grateful for that revelation? Amen. Israel could only see one victory, but God saw many victories. And many times when we pray, we are under condemnation and conviction of our shortcomings today. But praise our Heavenly Father this morning that our God goes above and beyond all that we ever ask or we ever think to give us the strength that we can walk on in victory. Do you believe it? In the message, Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. I wouldn't be long today. Live notice the bread man said, God always answers by supernatural. You believe it? God always answers by supernatural. But for the supernatural to be engaged, there has to be a spoken word. There has to be something to put it into motion. You have to say it, and God backs it up. You believe it? The Bible said, upon the confession of our mouths. Amen. He's the high priest of what? Our confession. He cannot work unless we confess. He's only a high priest that works by confession, by prayers, by asking, by coming to Almighty God, knowing that he's in total control. I believe that God always answers by the supernatural. Let's just flip the pages now. Turn the camera, change the scenery in the New Testament. Notice that the thief who hung on the cross next to Christ asked only one thing of him. In Luke chapter 23 and verses uh, uh, 42, he said, Remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. His request was simple. Think about me. That's all he was asking Jesus. Just think about me. Hallelujah. Sometimes we need to remind the Lord of that. Think about me. Remember me, O oh God. Remember me in my trials. Remember me in my shortcomings. Remember me in my trials. Remember me when I'm going through the storm. Remember me, oh God. Hallelujah. There have been many prayers praying in the Bible in the Old Testament. Just to flip back just for a moment. But there's one that always sticks with me. Hallelujah. Of many people who made prayers. But there was a woman that made a prayer that God remembered that always stayed with me. And it was Rachel. And you know what she said to the Lord? Lord, remember me. Hallelujah. God, remember me. In my barrenness, remember me, oh God. Remember me. That's all you need to say. God, remember me. One simple request. 
Think about me, Lord. That Jesus went above all that he could ever ask or think that was possible. Look at verses 43. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. He said, I'll remember you because you're coming with me. Hallelujah. I will remember you because you're not staying here. Where I'm going, you're going with me. But he made one simple prayer. Lord, remember me. And God says, not only am I going to remember you, but I'm taking you out of this place that you're in to a better place. God went above and beyond his simple prayer. Lord, remember me. Friends, you don't have to say some psychedelic, long, uh, theological prayer to Almighty God in your shortcomings and in your mistakes and in your times of battling with life. All you need to say is, Lord, remember me. Let's say together, Lord, remember me. That's a loaded statement. That's a loaded statement. Amen. He said, I remember you because you're coming with me. God answers prayer. The vile thief could not even conceive of being saved. Nonetheless, he was told he would be walking up in a few hours in paradise beside Jesus. Hallelujah. What did he do to deserve this? All he did was say, God, remember me. And God went beyond that little simple prayer into overdrive, an abundant flow of his supply to a child of God. You see what I'm saying, church? You've got to activate God. You've got to ask God. God wants you to ask him. God wants you to come to him. God does not want you to go to other resources. He is the eternal resource. You believe that? How about the crippled beggar who asked alms of Peter and John as they enter the temple? It's simple, but it's the truth. I'm giving you simple principles that works in your lives this morning. Acts 3, verses 2 and 3. And a certain man, a certain layman, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. Again, the simple request, just a little money, yet what a glorious answer this beggar got. Scriptures will tell us in Acts 3 and 4, Peter fastened his eyes upon him. He asked for money. Instead, he got something all the money in the world could not buy. You know what he got? A brand new body. A brand new body. Sometimes you ask God just for the simplest things and yet God moves beyond simplicity and reveals his plan in your life. My God, look at verses 6 and 8 of Acts chapter 3. Then Peter said, Simple and go, have I none but such as I have? I give thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he leaping up stood, walked and entered with them into the temple, walking, leaping and praising God. This beggar was not only healed, he also received an outpouring of the Holy Ghost. 
Sometimes you ask God for the simplest things, but yet He goes beyond our asking. The spirit of praise came upon him, and the Bible will tell us he danced and worshiped God. And God answers prayer about all that we ever ask or we think. All the man asked God for was alms. All this man asked Peter and John for was alms. And God said, no, you need more than alms. Amen. You need a brand new body. Not only that, you need an outpouring of the Holy Ghost upon your life and your family and your church and your business and your home and your mind and your soul. You need much, much more. All you've got to do is ask. You believe it? Cornelius prayed diligently for a revelation of God's word. Cornelius was a wonderful man. But Cornelius asked God for a revelation of his word. And the Bible tells us the Lord uh, had spoken to Cornelius about Peter in a vision. You remember that? So the centurion sent three servants to Joppa to fetch Peter. In the book of Acts chapter 10 and verses uh, uh, 22, it says, To hear words of thee. Watch this. They sent servants to Joppa to fetch Peter to hear words of thee. That's all this man's praying for. I just want you to to hear some words. I just want you to, to I, I want to have a bit of church. I want to have some words. I want somebody to speak some words over me. I'm not looking for anything else. I just want to go to church and have the word spoken over me. Are you following now? So the centurion sent three servants to Joppa and fetched Peter to hear words of thee. You see, this was his only request, to hear the gospel. We want to hear the word of the Lord. That's all that Cornelius prayed. He said, we just want to hear the gospel. We want to hear the unsearchable words of Almighty God. What has enticed the church today? Is it music? Is it concerts? Is it programs? Is it soup suppers? Is it dinners? Is it programs? Or is it we want to hear the word? What is enticing the generation of today? What are they going to hear? A good sermon that tickles their ears? Or are they there to hear the word? I can park right here for a little while. Amen, but I've got to move on. Hallelujah. What are we going to church for? Used to back in the 60s, the prophet called it bunco games and soup suppers. In modern day times, it's all kinds of entertainments. It's everything that you can do to bring the world in the church. We will never match the world in the church. The church offers us eternal life. Words of life. That's why you come to church. To hear the word of life. Are you following me now? Why do you come to this church? To hear the words of life. Yet look how God answered his prayer. And added much, much, much more uh, to what he prayed. 
Look now in, in uh, Acts 10, verses 44 uh, through 46. And while Peter yet spake these words, he's getting the words now. Hallelujah. Back then, people were in the church to hear preaching. Today, they just look at their clocks. They're just here for the singing. They're here for the shouting. They're here for the dancing. But they don't want to hear the word. Amen. But while Peter yet spake these words, God give us Holy Ghost preachers back in the church. You believe it? Get away with all the programs. Amen. All we're looking for is a good hyped up. Amen. Pumped up. That's why we go from one revival to the next. From one camp to the next. We need the Holy Spirit to seal us until the day of our redemption. You believe it? Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. Whereby you're sealed until the day of your redemption. Not until the next camp meeting or the next revival or the next special events. Amen. They came to hear the words of life. You're getting quiet on me. I'm speaking the word now. I'm all in the Bible this morning. You believe that? This is the Bible message. It's all in the Bible today. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word. So what happened? Did they have dancing, shouting, singing, hyped up, everybody worked up before the word? No, they had the word. And while the word was being preached, hallelujah, God energized the church by his spirit. Are you with me? The word has to be first. The word is for evidence in every life, every church, every individual's. The Holy Ghost fell on them which heard the word. And on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. You see, it was, it was as if God was so excited to answer Cornelius' prayer that he couldn't wait for Peter to stop praying. He moved into overflow above all that Cornelius asked or sink and says, I'm going to energize you with the Holy Ghost. You believe that people standing nearby not only got the word, they got the Holy Ghost. And not the Holy Ghost, but only but the gift of tongues. And not only tongues, but what about this? You believe it? All this man said was, made a prayer, God. I just want to, you to send somebody uh, to give me some words. Hallelujah. Brother, you better be careful when you pray. Amen. Because God's coming with a wagon full. Amen. To bless you. Look at verse 10. Uh, chapter 10, verses uh, 48. And Peter commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. They got the Holy Ghost. They got the gift of tongues. They got the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Over one man say, send somebody to give us the word. Hallelujah. Brother, I got news for you this morning. All you need in this age is the word of God. All you need is one word from God. And he will take care of everything you have need of. Cornelius only wanted the gospel. But God poured out heaven on him. Praise God. You love it. Amen. This man went from a state of barrenness, dryness in the time of Cornelius, a very religious, dry, intellectual age of everybody, just the Greek and all the different languages. But this man wanted much more. Hallelujah. He wanted to hear the words of God. And God says, you know what? I'm going to give you much more than my word. I'm going to give you myself, my Holy Spirit. Reproach for the cause of the word. 
Brother Brian made a statement. He says, God always answers his word. Yes. Watch this. Barrenness first, then Isaac. Are you following me? God always answers his word. Yes. Barrenness first, then Isaac. You believe it? Hallelujah. Brother, it doesn't matter where you're at. You might be in a state of barrenness, but barrenness first, then Isaac. You believe it? When you pray in the barren time, God will pour out His Holy Spirit. When you sow in the barren time, God will give you your Isaac. He'll work it out. He'll work it out. Yes, Jesus will work it out. You believe it? Yes. He's got a ram and a ticket for you. You believe that? You see, God isn't able just to answer our prayer. He wants to do for us exceedingly abundantly above all that we can imagine. He wants to give till it runs out. Are you with me now? God wants to give until it runs out. And you know God can never run out. Because he's eternal. But he wants to give until it runs out. In other words, it gets into you and it overflows and it runs out. And the blessings are running out. The power is running out. The Holy Ghost is running out. Wisdom is running out. We think it is spiritual sometimes to say, I just worship the Lord. I, I, I don't ask him for anything. And, and whatever he wants to give me is good. That may sound holy this morning, but it's not according to the word of God. Because we see over and over, Jesus uh, implores us, ask, ask in my name, ask, and he shall receive. Ask anything, whatsoever you ask, ask what you will. You have not because you ask not. God gives good things to those who ask. He knows what you need before you ask. Ask the Father in my name and he will give it to you. But you don't have the faith to ask. This is what God is telling us. Ask. Look over in the Old Testament. Every place Jesus constantly asks and it shall be given to you. Seek and he shall find. Amen. Ask and God will supply. God give good things to those that ask. Ask the Father in my name and he will give it to you. Just ask. Just pray to Almighty God. You believe it? Look at Isaiah 64 as I try to bring this to a close. Isaiah 64 and verses 24 quickly. Let me give you a quick parallel before I close this morning. And it said, uh, Isaiah 65, 24, And it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. My goodness. How beautiful is that? Before they even call, I will answer. Hallelujah. But you see, the key here is somebody's got to call. You believe it? Somebody's got to be calling. I wonder what are you calling for? I'm calling for healing. I'm calling for deliverance. I'm calling for restoration. I'm calling for a good sanity of mine. I'm calling for my family. I'm calling for my church. I'm calling for God to supernaturally move in our midst. Watch it. And it shall come to pass 
that before they call, I will answer. So God is not saying that you don't have to call and I will answer. He's just saying, I just want you to know that I beat you to the punch. That before you even said it, I already have already answered you. Oh, glory. Come on, church. Before you even said it, I answered it. But you got to call. And while they are yet speaking, I will hear. God says, uh, you don't have the faith or courage to ask for what I really want uh, to give you. So I'm going to beat you to the punch. And I'm going to answer you before you even ask. Because you're thinking too small. Hallelujah. Praise God. And he said, I'm just going to go ahead and answer you. Praise God. You believe that? I know your requests. One come there, what I already have got in mind for you and what I'm going to do for you. So he said, I just need you to say something down here and throw up the rock. And I'm going to move when you do it. You believe it? All you got to do is throw the rock up in the name of Jesus. And God will activate everything. You believe it? He said, I know your request. One come there, what I want to do for you. But all I want you to do is stand on earth and just say something. Hallelujah. Come on, church. All you got to do is say something. What had he said? Nothing but the truth. And nothing but the truth went from just nothing but the truth to salvation above and beyond all that she ever asked. You believe it? I'm going to leave you with another parallel. In Isaiah 7, verses 10 through 11, the Bible said, Moreover, the Lord spake uh, again unto Ahaz, saying, Ask thee a sign of the Lord thy God. Ask it neither in depth uh, nor in height above. But watch, watch, watch Ahaz. He's trying to be holy and spiritual like a lot, lot of us message people. You know, we don't ask God anything. We just don't want to bother God. You know what you're doing? You're embarrassing God is what you're doing. You're insulting God by not asking. Look at, look at Ahaz. It reminds me of a lot of message believers. They're holy and pious. But Ahaz said, I will not ask, neither will I tempt the Lord. It sounds so spiritual. It sounds so holy. It sounds so sanctimonious. I don't ask the Lord. He knows what I have need of. Yes, he does. But he needs you to activate what he's got in store for you. You believe it? Ahaz's response may have sounded holy. I wouldn't tempt God, but it angered the Lord. Instead, it was hypocritical because God knew Ahaz had lost his faith along Long time before then. Notice that Ahaz represented the backslidden church. Believers who have lost their faith in God. Who don't believe in God's great resources anymore. And they say, don't ask God for healing. For your family. For your finances. You're tempting God. That sounds good. But it's hypocritical. Are you with me now? It's hypocritical when God says, ask. Who's meant to tell us to shut up when God has said to us? Come on, church. Don't give me this sanctimonious response. Oh, I, I, just, I just trust in the Lord. No, your silence is your doubts. Amen. When you open your mouth and say, God, but I ask like, a, like the, the woman and the unjust judge. 
Hallelujah. I'm going to ask until you get me, Lord. You believe it? You believe that? I want you to understand that many believers today don't ask God for anything because it will test the faith they don't have. You see, Israel needed deliverance. So God invited Ahaz to ask the confirmation of his faithfulness by a sign. The king uh, could think of anything in the heavens uh, on the earth. He said, I want, you to, I want you to ask anything in the heavens uh, or ask a sign in the heavens or in the earth. He asked, All you got to do is just ask me. The depth and the height or whatever it is, ask me for a sign and I'll give it to you. And look at this. Look at this foolish response from Ahaz. Lord, I, I, I know you're God and, and, and God, I, but I, Ahaz said, I will not ask neither will I tempt the Lord. Can you imagine how it grieved the Almighty God at that very moment when he opened up a great facet to answer Israel's cry and he laid its determination upon Ahaz to ask me for a sign whatever you want in the heavens, in the earth, ask me a sign what an insult it was to Almighty God because he turned God's invitation down to ask him, you believe it he said, don't ask. He, he said, don't just ask for small things. <laughs> he said, look, look at the heavens above. He pointed to the heavens and he pointed to the earth. He gave the directions to Ahaz to ask him anything. And God is saying to you this morning, ask me anything. I don't care about where you are. I don't know about your spirituality. That's not for me to keep up with. It's not me. For, uh, I'm not the one to keep up with your holiness and your righteousness. I'm here to preach the gospel to you this morning. Ask anything. You believe it? Ask anything. In the heavens or in the earth. Ask anything, God told him. He said, I want you to ask me anything. He asked, just ask. Ask whatever you will. Ask anything, and I'm going to answer you. Ask me anything. He invited him to ask for the confirmation of his faithfulness by a sign uh, for the king uh, to think of anything, anything in the heaven or in hell. But Ahaz already had planned to call on the king to Gathafir and Samaria for help. You see, it already in the back part of his mind knew that I'm not going to the king. I'm going to another king, the king of Samaria, to help me in my time. Because Israel was in a great strait. And friends, I say this. God's not looking for us to escape into other avenues for our answer. He wants us to look to him because he is the only king. I believe that. And God said, no. I'm going to fight for your fight for you. Amen. No, I'm going to fight your battles. I want you to trust me. I am your king. Hallelujah. You don't have to go to Samaria to find another king for a sign on your simple request. He said, all you got to do is look to me. Look at verses 14. Therefore the Lord, watch this. Israel, God told Israel, you didn't ask for a sign, but God is going to give you one anyhow. Therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name, what? Emmanuel. God went above and beyond Israel asking for a deliverer and give them Emmanuel. 
He didn't ask uh, for the right thing, but God went above that and says, I'm going to answer the, 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 uh, the prayer beyond your imagination, innumerable, beyond everything, immeasurably. You believe it? God went above and beyond. He just didn't answer their prayer for a king. But he gave them the fullness of God. In him all riches and blessings flow. In him all riches and blessings abound this morning. He's our great resource. And in him is exceedingly, abundantly more than we could ask or think. I want you to understand this morning as I close. As our musicians please make your way up. I want to encourage you this morning. That God is saying something very special to you today. That God answers prayer above and beyond anything that we could ever ask or think. Let me read that to you again. Now to him who is able to carry out this purpose and to do super abundantly more than all that we dare ask or think infinitely beyond our greatest prayers, hopes, or dreams according to his power that is at work within us. NIV, now to him also is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is work within us. Do you believe it? You believe God can work it out? You believe God is able to do the exceeding and abundant above all that we ever ask or think according to the power of God that is within us? And bride of Christ, as we stand to our feet, please, I invite you to stand with me. Jesus Christ is king over all that concerns us. And all we need is a revelation of knowing that he answers prayer above all that we ever ask or think. Let's say it together again. God answers prayer. You believe it? God answers prayer. Let's say it again. God answers prayer. Again, God answers prayer. You need to say it until you actually believe it. You need to say it until you believe it. It's an old song Brother Bram used to sing. Pray, pray, pray. The only way to reach higher grounds. Pray, pray, pray. The prayer of faith will bring God's blessings down. When you pray. I'm telling you, pray, pray, pray. Amen. Can you say it with me? Pray, pray, pray. What kind of answer you need? Pray, pray, pray. Don't worry about the answer. Just pray, pray, pray. You believe it? Yeah. I showed you how God moves beyond him in our prayers. And he takes care of all the fine details, Adriana, that we don't know anything about. When you made that simple prayer, God knew what was behind that. You believe it? And the devil tried to tell us, you got to pray for an hour. You got to pray 30 minutes. You got to pray. No, you just pray. Hallelujah. Come on, church. Stop saying prayer and just pray to Almighty God. And what you have said, it shall come to pass. Do you love him? Don't let the devil silence your prayer. Pray, pray, pray. Say it with me. Pray, pray, pray. You believe it? Hallelujah. Satan, you're not going to stop me. You're not going to put a muzzle on my mouth. 
Hallelujah. I told you before, I, I'm, not, I'm not elevating myself, but when I'm pressed, I'm out of time, I'm running late, everything can wait, that's when I pray. I just sent a quick text and said, I'm late. Hallelujah. I don't leave people waiting. I'm late. You know why? Because I need to pray. Amen. Because when I give God way in my life, then he'll take over above that I ever ask or think immeasurably the purpose of God in our lives. Let's sing this song together. Hallelujah. Do you appreciate him? If you know it, I want you to sing it with me. And let's worship God. We're going to sing it together as a congregation. Our sister is going to sing it and lead it for us uh, this morning. The Father has a plan, though it's hard to see it now. You feel you walking all alone, and he's there, no doubt. When the storm around Can you, you give us rages, the word, please? And you're tossed to and fro When you're faced with life's decisions Not sure which way to go Stand still And let God move Standing still that stand still and let God move this morning listen I'll tell you something I'll tell you something there's some very simple key uh, key uh, things in life that God has given us but the world and and the church and and the ministry has made life so complicated for us that it, it almost becomes so hard to reach in these little keys that God has put into our hands. And I never want to become so high a brother Nathan that I can't reach down to where we're at and use those keys to unlock those things that we have need of in our lives. 
I, 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 I want everything that God has for the church. Revelation, mystery, faith, rapturing faith, body translation. Everything I want from God. I also want what God has for me in this life. And I tell you, may God help us to take that key this morning. I put it right into your hand. Faith is a key that unlocks the door. Prayer is a key that unlocks the door. Pray, pray, pray like you never pray. That's God. The prophet told us, he said, say it. God always answers prayer. You believe it? Just keep on praying. And you watch how God will just move. Something about it that he loved. You know, I'm reading right now in the New Testament. And every place is talking about prayer. It went from the four gospels. Jesus had been given an old chapter of prayer in the Garden of Eden. In the garden where he went to pray. Amen. He gave the intercessory prayer. After it closed off in um, uh, John, we notice. Uh, we open up into the book of Acts. And what did the church start with? Prayer. House prayer. Prayer meeting. Peter preached his first sermon. They prayed the second sermon. Prayer. And what came after it? Persecution. But what showed up? Supernaturals. Amen. The dead was raised. The, the lame was healed. The deaf ears was opened. The dumb spoke again. All those that, uh, that, that was healed and crippled of the palsies came to life by the miracles of these people. You believe it? You know what God's looking for in this church? Prayers that goes up to Almighty God. Praise God for Him this morning. Do you love Him? Do you appreciate Him? You have time for a quick testimony? Let me borrow a mic somewhere here. Amen. Sister Jenny has got a testimony she want to give. Amen. God bless you in line until Wednesday evening. We appreciate each and every one of you.